Welcome to the Fighter's Voice Podcast Radio Show. I'm your host, Richard Ortiz, and we got a great show for you this evening. But before we start, we got to pay some bills, man. We got to make sure these bills are paid in full. I want to thank our sponsors tonight. Our whole entire podcast is sponsored by Criminal Justice Attorney Miles Harris, located in Fresno, California, 2115 Kern Street, Suite 101, Fresno, California. His number is 559 492 9572. Remember, you get put in a corner. You want somebody on your side? Seek Miles Harris, criminal justice attorney in Fresno, California. He'll fight for you. Also, if you want some ink, warrior ink, if you want to look good in the hood or just made in the shade, man, and you want some good uh, ink on your body, whether you're in the ring or, or the cage or just walking around the beach, man, make sure you hit up Rico's Red Wave Art Gallery. Tattoo. We got to put Rico's uh, slogan up there before I, I start talking about Rico right there. So here we go again with Rico's Red Wave Tattoo and Art Gallery in Fresno, California, located at 7277 North Blackstone Avenue. That's Fresno, California. The number is 559-439-7256. And let them know the fighter's voice sent you, man, and he'll take care of you. Also, after a long day, man, out in the sun or in the gym, putting in work, or just doing what you need to do. Everybody needs to rebound with Pound for Pound CBD. we got to put up the Pound for Pound uh, picture right now, man, because we got to make sure we're blasting that. You know, I want Mikey to hear it. I want Mikey to feel it. So once again, man, you're having that long day, and you need a, a pick-me-up. Better yet, you need to rebound with Pound for Pound CBD line. They got CBD gummies, gel, caps, oil, in the cream. And it can be purchased at, my mic's going down, at www.pforpcbd.com. That's www.poundforpoundcbd.com. And it's proudly endorsed by the Ford Division Champion of the World, Mr. Mikey Garcia. And a proud sponsor of The Fighter's Voice. Today, before we start, man, um, we're going to do a review later on in the show. We're going to talk about a fight that took place. If you want to call it a fight, if you want to call it an event, but nevertheless, it, uh, give it some attention and give it some form of respect. Anybody that uh, walks into the boxing ring, um, they deserve the utmost respect because they, they leave their lives on the line for us, the followers, the fans, and the supporters. And we're talking about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. A lot of people think it could have been a draw. A lot of people think that uh, Jake Paul won hands down. But, you know, I'm going to let you, the fans, the followers, and supporters debate that and also our guests. You know, we're going to be talking about some upcoming events coming up and uh, a look back at boxing history. And then I'm going to put them both in the hot seat and I'm going to let them interview the host. So right now I'm going to give them some time because later on there's a part in the in the show. It's only five minutes. It's called Ask the Host a Question. You know, so you get to ask me a question, anything you want. Just don't ask me anything personal, but it's OK. I'm just joking with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my privilege. It's my honor to introduce our, our guest today. I mean, in California, you had the Diaz brothers. Back in the day, you used to have uh, the Royales brothers. They were two brothers who, who held uh, world title bouts at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Australia, and it's 11 a.m. Wednesday morning, down under, 
Mr. Andrew and Jason Maloney. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us on, Richard. Yeah, thanks, Dave, mate. It's good to be on. You know, I, I appreciate you guys uh, wanting to come on. You're, su you're such a good sport uh, in victory, in, in defeat. And um, a lot of people, they want to take some time off. A lot of people just like, it is what it is. But to you, you guys are still young in the game. You're still having fun. It's just, hey, things happen in the sport of boxing. Uh, you know, put them back on and, and uh, um, be privileged and honored to get back in the ring another day. I mean, and, and I'm speaking for, for both Andrew and Jason. I remember one time uh, uh, Jason uh, uh, took a loss and he bounced back, you know, and said, hey, I'm here again and I'm here to challenge for that world title. Andrew, you, you had the title, you, you lost it, and, and, and you fought back hard. And what I do see in the future is you guys have the opportunity to both of you guys hold world titles at the same time. Before we dive into that, I got to give you a proper introduction, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew and Jason Maloney. The stage is yours, gentlemen. How you feeling? Yeah, feeling okay. Um, Andrew speaking here for the people listening. Um, obviously still disappointed about my most recent fight where I took a loss to Joshua Franco, but um yeah, I mean, like you said, like that's in the past now. I can't change that result. So I've just got to dust myself off and get back to the gym and work extra hard and, and make sure that I come back better and stronger next time. You know, I know you really wanted that fight. I mean, is it possible you wanted it too bad? Was it, I mean, when I say it too bad, maybe overexerted yourself, uh, went off the game plan. Uh, because I can see your ring walk, you you were you were focused, you were ready to go. I, I didn't see anything holding you up at all. Uh, it's safe to say uh, Joshua Franco defeated the best Andrew Maloney out there, and you seem to bring it every day and every time you have the opportunity to enter the ring, Andrew. I, I see you bringing everything uh, to the table. Yeah, I, I do think that you know, like you mentioned, I think I actually probably wanted it too badly, um, and on the night I sort of felt a little bit rushed and sort of was everything just felt so fast i didn't really settle into the fight and get into my my own rhythm because i just wanted to win that fight so badly and unfortunately i sort of let that get the better of me a little bit um so that's something i've got to learn going forward is just to relax a little bit more and you know settle into the fight and get into my rhythm because yeah i felt a little bit rushed you know, your brother fought before you did. Anyway, you could turn my mic up just a little bit. Your brother fought before you did, and I didn't get a chance to see the cameras when they were on you. Did you take time out of your warm-ups to, to review his fight, to watch it, and sure to root for him? And how much of the fight do you block out to concentrate on, on your own focus, or do you just stop what you're doing because a piece of you is also in the ring? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, so, at first, I tried not to watch the fight, but... The, that was sort of stressing me out more, not knowing what was going on. And I could hear the crowd from, from the change room and it started to really stressing me out and, and making me nervous. So I sort of decided I'd watch the fight um, and then just sort of kept one eye on it and sort of was watching it and then taking some time off because I was getting nervous and could sort of feel myself sort of using a bit of energy. But then the, I couldn't hear any commentary and because I wasn't watching the fight completely, I wasn't sort of sure how the fight was going and it did make me nervous and uh, it's a tough thing to do, you know, when you're fighting on the same night, but it's also it has a lot of positives as well. So we get to go through the whole training camp together and, and push each other every day in training and 
you know, go through the same thing at the same time. Our, all our training sessions are the same and we're cutting weight at the same time and dieting together. So that also, you know, has a big positive impact as well. Um, and then there's, you know, the other hand, when we both win on the same night, it is just the most amazing feeling. So, you know, it's something that we'll probably continue to do, but it is a hard thing to, to shut that out and just focus on my fight 100%. Well, next time, um, we're going to have you go first, Andrew. So Jason gets to get the, the butterflies and the nervousness and, and have to worry about it later. We'll, we'll have you be the opening act, Andrew. That way you can focus and just on your fight, and then we'll put the shoe on the other foot with Jason and see how Jason rebounds and how he adapts to that. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jason? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Like we, we've actually done this a lot. Like Our first probably uh, – I think we've done it on probably 16 different occasions in Australia and we used to just take turns. I would go first one fight, he'd go first the next fight. Um, and yeah, we've both been in that situation and, and like Andrew says, it definitely has some negatives, but it also has some positives and, you know, we just got to deal with the situation and, and try and focus on our own fights. And as he said, when we both walk away with the win, it's, um, yeah, it's a really special night. So unfortunately, um, the last couple of times out, when we've been on top ranked shows, we haven't been able to coordinate both winning on the same night, but um, I'm sure we can work it out next time. So we'll just uh, get ready for the next one and make sure we get it right. Well, well, that that's the plan. I mean, because uh, we're all rooting for you, man. I mean, when that happens, uh, Jason, when you're watching your brother, um, do you feel relieved? Okay. First of all, my fight's out of the way. Now, now I get to watch my brother. How nervous are you when you're watching your brother or are you still calm or are you relaxed um, or is it just the norm? No, I'm, I'm more nervous for his fight than I am for my fight. And, you know, um, with the most recent ones, like, you know, I was very happy to get the win. But as soon as we got back to the change room, um, you know, I just got changed and it was just focus shifted straight to Andrew's fight and making sure that he was ready. And, um, you know, I got changed made sure I went to a few warm-up drills with Andrew and made sure that he was, you know, ready to go. And, yeah, the focus just shifted straight away to Andrew and making sure that he was, um, you know, ready to go. So then, obviously, I was in the corner for the fight. And, yeah, the, um, you know, the, I'm very nervous for his fights because, you know, I know how much he wants to win. I know how much hard work he's put into the preparation. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it's hard to watch, but... I just have to trust and know that he's ready and that he's got the skills to get the job done. And, you know, it was a hard, hard fight um, against Franco. Um, but, yeah, I was proud of his efforts and I know that he, he gave it everything he had on the night and um, that's all you can do. You know, a big congratulations on, on your victory, Jason. Uh, that was a tough cookie that, that you cracked uh, going into your fight. And uh, you, you seem to, to – uh, it, it pulls out the best of you when you and your back's against the wall, so to speak. But you fought that fight with, with no pressure at all. It, it looked like you were having fun in there. De describe the time that you had in that fight. Yeah, um, I felt like I was doing it pretty comfortably, um, especially after the first couple of rounds. I sort of made the adjustment and started using my feet a little bit and found that I was sort of outboxing grip pretty easily. Um, but watching it back, I probably was a little bit disappointed. I'm a pretty harsh critic of myself. And I, I think I sort of got into a rhythm where I was quite comfortable and, you know, I was almost uh, like sparring where I was just doing, you know, I was sort of winning the round. So I just kept doing what was working. But watching it back, I think if I had to probably put my foot on the pedal a bit 
during the middle of that fight that I could have could have you know gone to another gear and, and taken him out and, and probably stopped him um, some sort of midway onwards. But um, you know I, what was what I was doing was working, and you know I knew that it was a must-win fight for me in my career. So I just kept doing what was working and, and managed to get a pretty um, comfortable points decision. But yeah, I mean, I'm a harsh critic and I always want to do, you know, I always want to perform at my absolute best. And I know that I am capable of better than that. But, um, you know, beating a guy, uh, a good fighter like Joshua Greer, um, when I didn't probably fight at my absolute best is, is still a great thing to move forward. And, you know, I've, I know I've got another gear and I've got more up my sleeve, which I can pull out when, uh, when I fight one of the champions, hopefully very soon. No, I, I agree with you, and uh, I was watching the fight, and if you listen to the commentators, uh, they agree with, with what was going on, too, and you, you seem to pull away. And, and, and Andrew, you know, congratulations that you're able to walk away, uh, walk away uh, completely normal. I mean, I say normal, healthy, uh, no cuts, no, no, no uh, bruised hands, none of the above. Uh, you're ready to get back in into training, get back on that horse, and, and, and possibly challenge. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I, I'd love to see you in Jerwin Akahas because the volume of, of, of punches and um, that'll be displayed there. If I don't see Franco getting the, um, a unification, but he's supposed to get the mandatory. Andrew, I could see you turning back around, and uh, you know maybe your manager Tony giving Sean Gibbons a call. And uh, you and uh, Jeremy Nakahas, uh, you know, sharing the ring together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to get back to that position to fight for world titles as soon as possible. So my plan is to get back in the ring as soon, um, before the end of the year. Um, I've already started training here in the hotel room um, to get myself back in shape and and yeah, get back in the ring as soon as possible. So if that's a fight that we can make, then then absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, you know, then I, yeah, I'm ready as soon as possible. No, I'm not laughing at the fight or the opportunity. What I'm laughing at is you guys got your own fight in your own hands, being in that quarantine room together. How much can you guys stand each other being in there? What does it say, like, hey, bro, we need to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is our third time doing this hotel quarantine now, so. We're sort of used to it. Um, yeah, we spend a lot of time together, and yeah, we can have an argument here and there. But no, we haven't. We haven't done any sparring or any fighting in here so far, and yeah. we get out tomorrow. So I think I think we've made it. <laughs> so what are you guys actually? A five pound difference around there? Uh, well, we go by skillet. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we, we talked about it before, and, um, and, and then I'll move on. You know, uh, Joshua Franco has a younger brother, Bam, Bam Rodriguez. Um, you know, and I know there's a, f a few pounds difference, uh, Jason, but uh, that would be a good fight. That would be an intriguing fight. What's your take on that if that ever happens? I, of course, that'd have to be a, a belt on the line. You know, that would make it more uh, interesting. What's that mean, Bam, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bam Rodriguez, he's the the yeah. younger, younger brother. Yeah, no, I've seen Bam. Michael. He's a good talent. Um, yeah, he's a real good fighter, and I'm sure, he's got a great career ahead of him. But um, I'm a bantamweight. And I think he's a flyweight. Is that right? Yeah. So well, like, I, I say that because everybody moves up now, and, and and everybody wants a the great matchup now. So I'm just throwing it out there to have some fun, and I just wanted to see yeah. what, what your take <laughs> on that is. Oh, I'm a fighter, so I'll fight anyone. But um, I think that's a big weight jump for him to come up. But um. Yeah, as I said, he's a good fighter. I like watching him, and I'm sure he's got a good career ahead of him. But, um, yeah, man, I'll, <laughs> I'll fight anyone. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you, man. I, 
We talked off camera briefly, and and I said, uh, "Can we talk about a, a shirt exchange?" I said I was going to send you a Fighters Voice T-shirt, and then uh, you know I said, "Hey, I would love to wear a Team Maloney T-shirt or Andrew Maloney or Jason Maloney." And I joked around. I said, "I'll make sure to wear it at Robert Garcia's Boxing Academy and see what Josh Franklin <laughs> tells me or Bam tells me." And then you said you actually visited the gym when it was in Oxnard, where uh, it originally opened. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was in 2015. Um, we went over to America um, to do a training camp, and it was during the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight week. We were hoping to get tickets to go there, but unfortunately we didn't go on and watch the fight live. We just sort of watched it in like a closed circuit. But, yeah, we had a great training camp over um, in L.A. and Vegas, and, yeah, we went to Robert's, uh, Robert Garcia's gym in Oxnard, and, um, yeah, he's a great guy. He, he made us feel very welcome, and, we got some great spar in there with Yevgeny Gradovich, um, Lomachenko, Joet Gonzalez. We had some, yeah, unbelievable spar in there. And, um, yeah, it was a great experience for us. Jason, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew. Um, yeah, this is for Andrew. I want to ask you this. I want to go back to, to the Franco fight before we move on completely. What did you get out of that fight? I mean, look what Canelo got out of when he lost to Mayweather. He lost, yeah. but he won. Yeah. When I say he won, he was able to to get some some uh, strategic moves and just learn. He learned a lot, and, and he was able to add to his career and, and add to, to uh, his longevity You know, by the slipping and, and moving. And a lot of times when you got a, a Mexican fighter, they really don't want to slip and move too much. But that's okay to do to be a very smart fighter and be a complete fighter. So what, what did you get out of sharing the ring with Joshua Franco? Yeah, um, I definitely learned a lot, um, especially from the last fight. Um, and there, you know, there were some mistakes I made in that fight that that ultimately cost me the win that night. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to the gym and and correcting those mistakes and improving as a fighter to make sure that I come back better in the future. Um, but over the whole those three fights with Franco over that 16 months, I really feel like that's going to be, you know, a blessing in going forward in my career. I feel like the experience that I gained from those three fights and the three training camps preparing for, you know, a great opponent um, is really going to do me a lot of good going forward. So even though uh, I got the, you know, I came up short and, and, you know, had two losses on my record now, I really feel like long-term that experience is going to be really good for me. And um, yeah, I've just got to get back to the gym now and improve as a fighter and, you know, correct those mistakes and, and make sure that I come back better and stronger next time. And I really feel like I am going to do that. You know, a lot of people support you I I as far as your career. And a lot of people uh, truly believe, because it's, it's okay to have support. But when they truly believe in what you're doing, uh, that, that says a lot. And um, one, um, actually, uh, let me see. It, it's, you know, because they'll always either send a question or a comment. But the ones that, are, that seem to be coming in, are the the hall of famers man and or future hall of famers and i'm gonna cut through the chase right now let me see where we're at here okay this one's coming in from um and you know this guy really we joke around a lot uh brad goodman sometimes or sometimes he'll just scold me if i call him or, or text him during a uh, fight week oh my gosh it's like a scarface movie it, you, know, <laughs> you know every every other word he says this is coming from brad goodman we can't wait to get them back to Las Vegas so we can feed them more brownies and more freaking ice cream. 
They devoured it. <laughs> it had to be record time. I wish I would have uh, filmed it. I wish I would have timed it. They're wonderful kids. The whole team with Tony and Angelo. I've been. It's been a pleasure to work with them. We stand beside them 110%. We believe in the boys and their dreams and, their, and will come true in their future about both being world champions. So before yeah. you answer, I want to I want to know what's up with the brownies and the ice cream. Talk to us. Yeah. What's 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 that all about? Well, we we had a few days in America before we flew home to Australia after the fights, and um, yeah, we caught up with Brad on quite a few occasions, and yeah, he's just the best guy, and um, yeah, he spoiled us and he fed us very well, and we went out for lunch a few times, and yeah, plenty of good brownies and ice cream and burgers, <laughs> and yeah, we. We had a good time and he really looked after us. And, um, yeah, that's a really nice message and we can't wait to get back over to America again. And, yeah, to have, um, you know, Brad's and Top Rank's full support is, um, yeah, really amazing and we're so grateful for that. So you kicked the brownies' ass in the ice cream. You kicked their ass and that, that's what happened that night, right? Yeah, we're, we're pretty good eaters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you had a good time, man. I mean, it sounds like you had a yeah. really good time. Okay. Sure Exactly. And, and you guys know the way Brad can be. I, I love the dude, man. He's awesome. Just yeah, don't text him. Don't text him or call him during fight week. And see, when, <laughs> I, when, I, when I text him, he won't text back. He'll call me. He said, what is it? Blah, blah, blah. And go off on me. <laughs> What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Richard, don't you know this? Man, I got to put up with this. I got to put up with that. And then right before the Indian, he'll say, uh, let's get a steak together. You know, we'll yeah. chill we'll <laughs> together. When, when are you coming to Vegas? You coming to the fights? You know, he has that accent. Good dude, man. Yeah, great guy. Love that dude. Now, Lee Samuels, I don't know if he lives in Australia or what. This dude will call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't care. I don't know if he doesn't look at his watch, his clock, or, or what's going on, or he's up sleepwalking. He'll call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. But, guys, <laughs> I got to take the call. When you have a Hall of Famer calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning, you must take the call. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, what a great man as well. We, we also caught up with Lee a few times in those last few days before flying home and just, yeah, what a legend and just such a great man. Well, what's some of the stories he, he was, he was uh, talking to you guys about? I mean, I know he had to go into his uh, mental Rolodex of, of stories. What, what did he have for you guys? Oh, so many great yeah. stories. Uh, yeah, quite a few about you know Marvin Hagler and him and his personality and you know, how great of a guy he was as well as great, how great of a fighter he was and yeah oh, mate so many so many stories of all the greats and yeah you know little details about the people they were outside of the ring which obviously we don't know because we never got to meet these guys but yeah just incredible stories and yeah what a what a wealth of knowledge Lee is. Andrew, what, what particular story stood out or, or, or what, what comments stood out when you guys are sitting down there with, with the legend, man? Yeah, oh, there's so many to, to try and think of, but there's one in particular. Was it was it Hagler? Yeah. Was um, I think it was, yeah, Marvin Hagler that he basically said that there was one fight they were negotiating and I think he, there wasn't as much money as what he would have liked and the promoter said to him, well, your contract with your managers is up and your trainer. So you don't have to give them their full percentage um, and you will make more. And he said, no, if uh, I'm not, if they're not making money from the fight, then I'm not taking it. 
um, that's just, you know, the type of guy he was that, you know, he was just obviously so unselfish and wanted his team to yeah. be paid first before he even made a cent. Wow, man. I, I wish they still made some more Marvin Hagley's, but they broke the mold with that, man. I mean, you, you know, you know, the, the whole legacy and the story and, and just to be mentioned that turn my mic up just a little bit, please. I'd appreciate that. Now, what Lee says is, uh, man, but nothing but the best. He says, Andrew and Jason are two of the most exciting, dynamic brothers in the sport of boxing today. They are a treasure. They are treasured. Fighters for us here at Top Rank Boxing. Do they ever spar each other, he's asking. Yeah, well, that's a really nice comment again. And, um, yeah, we spar each other a lot, a lot, especially when we're back home and maybe a little bit further out from a fight. Uh, we'll do a lot of work together and work on different things and really try and sort of practice different things that we want to work on in the gym. And, um, you know, back in the day, we used to fight, we used to spar a lot, but it would get really competitive and we'd <laughs> end up just in a real brawl and rolling around on the floor and the trainer would come in and pull us apart. And yeah, we'll, yeah, we'd uh, try and tear each other's heads off. But um, these days, yeah, we really work together. Um, realize that it's not, you know, I don't, it's not me trying to beat Andrew uh, or him trying to beat me. You know, it's us together working as a team, trying to beat everyone else in the world and make sure that we both become world champions. Um, so we really help each other a lot and spar a lot away from a fight. As we get closer to our actual fights and we have our opponents and know what sort of style our opponents have, then we'll bring in different guys that, um, you know, they're more similar to our opponents. But, um, yeah, away from a fight, we'll do a lot of work together. And, yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, a real blessing and a reason that we've been able to improve so much and, and come so far in the sport is that we've, um, you know, got each other to really push each other along and help each other and, and keep lifting to, an, you know, to another level. Exactly. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Uh, yeah, that's it. Andrew, he's also asking, do you guys have the same goals? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, individually, our, our, our goal is to become world champions, but as a team, our goal is for us both to be world champions at the same time and to hold those titles for many years. Um, so that's what we're working towards. Um, Jason's not far off becoming world champion, I believe. He should get his opportunity again very soon, and I've got to work my way back, and, and hopefully it won't be long before... I'll get another shot at a world title and yeah, for us both to be world champions at the same time is our ultimate goal. Okay. Now I'm going to spice this up before I ask this last one there. I, I love the level of that microphone. A year goes by, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Both of you guys are ranked number one and number two. Lee's going to go there and ask the forbidden question, the forbidden fruit. You're ranked number one and, and number two. Will they ever fight each other? Yeah, we get asked this one so much. So but but, but much. you don't and, get um, you don't get asked every day by a Hall of Famer. Oh no, yes. not by a Hall of Famer. But um, yeah, there just seems to be so much interest in that fight, and I think anyone who's seen us spar in the gym would um, you know, testify that it would be an incredible fight. Um, you know, we know each other like the back of our hands, but we really, we really um, you know, we're, we're super competitive. So there's no way that we'd want to let the other person get over the top of, you know, each other. Like I couldn't live with the fact if Andrew beat me and he couldn't live with the fact <laughs> if I beat him. So, um, what if it's yeah, a, wait, what, 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 always, what if it's a draw? 
well, then we'll probably have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you never say never in this life. Like, we fought a million times in the backyard growing Might up. Might as well get paid, and, right? Obviously, yeah. didn't get paid for it. So, yeah, you never say never. Um, the family um, would hate to see that fight. But, hey, we're both getting in the ring and, and fighting other people and, you know, basically putting your life on the line every time you step in the ring. So we could do it against each other if the – um. Yeah, if that, that carrot was dangled in front of us. Yeah, chuck enough money on the table and then uh, we'll give some to our parents and then everyone will be happy. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. He said, please tell them, here at Top Rank, we are so very proud of them. My best wishes, Lee Samuels. Thanks, right. Eggs, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Look forward to seeing you soon. Now, where else are we? Let me see. Oh, okay, this man... These guys are just coming in all the time. And plus, we got some stuff because we're going live uh, on, on Instagram for the very first time. Um, Regis Pro Grace. Any questions or comments for the brothers? Nah, that's what he says. I'm usually interested, but I am interested in what type of financial planning both these guys are doing right now. Like, how do you invest your money? Both both you uh, guys. This is uh, uh, from uh, Regis Pro Gray for Andrew and Jason. Oh, you're going to answer it. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, at the moment, my, my, my goal is to buy a house for my family. Um, and I'm like close that. to doing that. Something I'm looking into at the moment. Um, that's my, that's the, my ultimate goal at the moment financially is to do that, secure a house for my family and provide a good future for them. Um, but I'm not in the stage yet where, um, so, uh, you know, making investments or anything like that. Um, hopefully, we can continue to fight on the world level and get a world title back. And, and then those bigger paydays will come and then we'll, um, you know, look into things like that. But at the moment, I'm just really trying to secure a house for my family. And, and how about yeah. you, uh, Jason? Um, where, where are you feeling? I mean, what are you exact same boat. Yeah. As Andrew said, we, uh, we haven't made enough from the sport to uh, be thinking about it. too many investments just yet. We're both, just trying to set up a, a great life for our families. We're both, you know, uh, got young children. I've got a two and a half year old daughter. Andrew's got a two year old son, and and I've got another baby on the way in two weeks' time. So, uh, congratulations! Yeah, it's just about up. yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so it's, yeah, at the moment, it's just about setting up a great life um, for our families, and um, yeah, first things first, put a roof over their head, and. Um, start making some good investments and, and get, you know, make the most out of this sport because it's a short career and um, we've put a lot into this career. Uh, you know, we've given our life to this sport. So hopefully we can um, be rewarded for that. That is a very honest answer. And coming from Regis Pro Grace, he, hey, he's as raw and, and as truthful as, the, as they come. He's going to ask whatever's on his mind. It doesn't matter who's yeah. on the show or what's on the show. Uh, Regis is a fan favorite, man, and uh, uh, we support the Rigaroo. Uh, we, we really yeah, do. Yeah, great fighter. Very good fighter. Yes. I really want to see him fight either Broner or Mikey Garcia. Two very good fights, I think. That Mikey Garcia is in the works right now. Broner, he's been calling out Broner uh, yeah. for a while. How about you, Jason? Who would you like to see him share the ring with? Now, that was me that said that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Andrew, yeah. who would you like to see him share yeah. the ring with? See how yeah, you guys confuse me? You guys look alike, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see the Mikey Garcia fight. I heard they were in negotiations, and um, I did read somewhere that 
there's been a halt on that and maybe that might not be happening. But I really hope it does go ahead because I think that's a really good fight for both of them. The other one as well I'll, I'll throw in is um, the Josh Taylor rematch. I know they already fought, but that was a great fight. Um, and, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see that one again. So, yeah, there's lots of good fights out there for him. You know what? Um, he shared something with me earlier today, which I'm not going to put on the air. But you know what? Let's let's help Regis out today. Okay. You you said the Josh Taylor rematch, and you said the Mikey Garcia fight. You also uh, said uh, Broner and Mikey Garcia. I would love to see the Josh Taylor rematch also, but I would also love to see him share the ring possibly with Arnold Barboza. I think that would be a great yeah. fight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Arnold's a great guy. Great guy. We've um, met him on a few occasions now, and, yeah, he's a great fighter, always in entertaining fights. So, yeah, that'd be a cracker. That would be, but also I want to go back to the Mikey Garcia fight. I can see that happening right now. I I know there's some some possibly there there's some um, moving pieces there, but uh, um, I can see Regis sharing the ring and not taking a backward step. Just just the big names, um, you know, because you got to stay in the mix and you got to stay. There's levels to this, as you two know. You got to stay at that level. Um, and uh, anybody Regis shares the ring with, it's going to be dynamite that night. And in and, and the words out of your mouth, what, a, a cracker? Is that what it is? Like like a, a a firecracker? Is that what we're talking about? I need to learn your ter- terminology, mate. <laughs> is that Aussie slang, is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a good fight. Yeah. There, you, there you go. Look at Andrew's laughing at me right now. He's probably saying, man, this guy didn't get it right now. <laughs> this, uh, there's so many things we say that you wouldn't understand, but I try and... Well, school um, me, sc- school me, school me. Go, go ahead and pull Regis off the picture right now because I want to get schooled by these brothers right now. It's okay for me to learn. Uh, okay, guys. Guys, if I'm in Australia, okay? Yeah. Do you guys have tapatio? You know what that is? No. That, that's hot sauce. That That's Mexican hot sauce. It's the cheapest hot sauce out there. You can get it for maybe 79 cents a bottle okay. or $1.29. Yeah, no. But it's traditional, man. Tapatio. So if I go to Australia and I ask somebody, hey, where can I get some tapatio? Will they look at me crazy? Yeah, they probably wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, we got sriracha or Tabasco. That's about it. Nah, okay. there's a hot sauce. Sriracha's the main one. How about some tortillas? Do they have tortillas in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys got a bunch of Mexican yeah. restaurants out there. I'm not Taco yeah. Bell don't don't count. Nah, nah. We we've got some like, yeah, Mexican. Um, but yeah, I mean a lot of them are probably like Westernized Mexican restaurants that you probably wouldn't think much of. But um, yeah, I love Mexican food. Hey, so do I. No, any taco trucks? I'm just throwing it out there. Any taco yeah. trucks in Australia? Yeah. There yeah. is. Yeah, there you is. you only find a, a taco truck at like a. Uh, festival carnival type thing but there is lots of mexican restaurants that that sell tacos then then i'm gonna have to go visit australia to make sure that i'm comfortable there man you'll have to it's the best you'd love it and a lot of people think that they go they think that if you just go to australia uh you're gonna see jeff fennick walking around or kasia zoo just hanging out or tim zoo just chilling (laughs) you know they just think that's the way it's gonna be you know uh, when they come to america they're like okay well where's mike tyson well he's not in fresno you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. So it goes back to, um, yeah, I would highly suggest you check out Australia. Who, who's the biggest name in Australia when it comes to legendary fighters? Will that be Jeff Finnick? Is he up there in, in, in the top five? 
Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, most people agree that Fennec's the best Australian fighter um, we've had. And, yeah, he lives in Sydney where we are. We know Jeff quite well. And, yeah, he's a great guy. How about uh, Kasia Zhu? Uh, Kostya Zhu lives back in Russia now. So we've um, never met Kostya. We know Tim, his son, pretty well. And, um, yeah, he's got an exciting future ahead of him. So that's, uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I, thanks for sharing that, all, all those moments that, that you have there. And I, I had to ask those questions, man, because they, they keep coming in. Yeah, that's cool. Now, this is coming from someone that you know pretty pretty well, Andrew. And, and, and even you, Jason. This is coming from Joshua Franco. He said, <laughs> tell them both. I said, I hope them all, that that all is well with both brothers. And I enjoy Thanks. the time and to enjoy your time home. And both of you will be world champions someday. Your work ethic is second to none. Uh, thank you, Josh. Appreciate that, mate. And um, yeah, hope you're doing well too. And yeah, can't wait to get home and see our families. We, uh, we've been locked in this room for two weeks now and tomorrow we finally get out and get to go and see our families. So just can't wait for that. Exactly. Yeah, and I'll say thank you as well. That's a nice message. And, um, yeah, we've got nothing but respect for you. And um, I'm excited to see what's next for him. Um, you know, I'd love to see him fight the winner of Estrada and Chocolatito. So, yeah, fingers crossed that happens and, and all the best when it does. Exactly. I want to ask you a question about your manager, Tony, man. I mean, he, he is just proactive. I've never seen anything like this. You know, right when you, when you, you send a message and before you press send... I haven't even pressed send yet, and he's already liking the message and posting it. <laughs> I don't even know how the, how the hell is that possible. How was that done, man? I barely press. I posted it. He already likes it. He already shared it, and is already saying thank you, mate. And that's kind of scary because, it, you know, my, it's still spinning over here. Like, it hasn't even reached its destination yet. But Tony's on it, man. Yeah. Now, we, uh, we always joke that. He just doesn't sleep. He, he literally works like 24-7, um, just works so hard for especially me and Jason to, to make sure that we achieve our dreams and, um, you know, get the opportunities that we want in this sport. And, yeah, he just works around the clock and, yeah, never sleeps. I swear, I don't know how he, how he functions, but he just works 24-7. Yeah, I'll give him a shout-out too. As he said, he's an extremely, extremely hard worker, but the sacrifices he's made over the last two years for us is incredible. And I don't think there's many managers in the world that would do what he's done. Um, obviously, each time we've gone to America now, so this is our third time of doing hotel quarantine, where you're locked in a hotel for 14 days once you arrive in Australia, where they test you three times to make sure that you don't have COVID. And once you've sat in the hotel room for 14 days, then you can be released into the public and go home. But um, each time we've done that, so three times now, Tony's done the 14 days in the hotel, but every time he's been then gone home from the hotel, he's also had to do an additional 14 days of home quarantine. So he's done all, you know, it's, we've had six weeks in hotel quarantine, but he's had six weeks at home. So 12 weeks of being in quarantine, for us, and he's done it for a couple of other fighters too that have fought interstate. I think he's done like six months in total of quarantine throughout oh, this oh pandemic. And 
just yeah, makes so much sacrifices for his fighters. He's uh, we're very lucky to have him as our manager. Hey man, next time you guys are sitting down eating pizza, whatever your choice is, you need to sit down with Tony and say, Tony, how about managing a podcast in America called The Fighter's Voice, man? I need, I, I need something like that that'll break your back and kick ass for you, man. How's that? I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to soup him from you. I'm trying to join the team, man. Uh, join the team, mate. Yeah, we'll have a chat to Tony today. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it 100. I want to ask you about a fight, or, or a lot of people want to call it an event that took place this Saturday on, on Showtime pay-per-view boxing. And we're talking about, I don't want to use the term YouTuber. I, I think that's already passed. I, I, I can say an entertainer, or I can just uh, be 100% respectful and say a boxer. And a lot of people will agree with me, or they'll, they'll disagree with me. But we're talking about Jake Paul, who, who's now um, continuing to, to rack up victories. Um, he shared the ring with a former world champion in the MMA world, Tyron Woodley. I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the fight. First of all, what's, what's your take on, on the fight, and what's your response on the outcome of the event that took place? Yeah, we watched the fight, um, and I've got to give credit to, to Jake, Jake Paul in the fact that there's so much pressure on him because he's so new to this sport, and there's so many eyeballs watching him. He's already come into this sport with a massive following, and a lot of money too, so he doesn't really need to do this. Yes. But he obviously, you know, risks his health getting into the ring. And then, you know, Tyron Wood, uh, Woodley, obviously not a boxer, but a guy that can fight and being a world champion as a UFC fighter. So it was dangerous for him and, and big risk to step in the ring and, and put it all on the line against him. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, as far as the fight goes, I think... He did well to get the victory. Um, I was a little bit disappointed in, in Tyron Woodley because it looked like from watching that he he had the skills to beat Jake and looked like he was going to knock him out at one point, but really didn't throw enough punches and, and looked like he really wanted to win the fight. Um, yeah, it looked a bit dodgy. We both, I don't know. I know, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies around boxing and all, all the setups, but... We're both watching, saying, "Is this guy actually trying to win this fight? Like, if it, it looked like if he actually tried at any stage, he could have knocked Jake Paul out, but didn't seem to want to engage. Kept sort of taking steps back and taking his foot off the pedal, and didn't want to throw any punches. And we were sort of saying, if you're a former UFC champion, surely you're not intimidated or worried about." coming in and engaging with a guy that's had very, very limited experience inside a boxing ring. So I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't think much of the fight. Um, yeah. Respect to Jake for doing what he's doing, but yeah, it was a pretty ordinary fight. I thought. There you have it. One says tomato, one says tomato. <laughs> that's right. right? <laughs> okay. You guys are both playing matchmaker. We'll, we'll start with you, Andrew. Who does Jake? Who do you put Jake Paul in the ring with next? Okay, you're you're his advisor. You're his management team. So who does he share the ring with next, according to you? Uh, I think that's the hard thing with Jake Paul is that it needs to be a fight that sells, and it needs to be, you know, a recognized name. Um, I think people are getting sick of him fighting UFC fighters and wanting to fight a real boxer, but is he ready for that? Um, 
probably not. And a loss damages his reputation quite right. a lot. So they obviously have to be very smart about who they put him in the ring with. Um, I, I'm really not sure. I mean, there's talk about the rematch with Woodley. I don't know if it sells that well because uh, the no. fight wasn't very exciting. Um, yeah. So they were talking before the fight about him fighting Tommy Fury, but even though Tommy Fury didn't look that impressive on the night, I still think he's probably a step too far for Jake Paul in the fact that he is a, yeah. a real boxer and has been around the sport his whole life. So it's a tough, tough choice of who he's going to fight next. And I think that's maybe why there's been hints that he's retiring from the sport now. You know, it could be, you know, maybe he um, had to dig down deep and, and say to himself, uh, maybe I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that or, or jeopardize my health. What, what's your take yeah. on that, Jason? Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything Andrew said. Um, I think the Tommy Fury fight, there's a bit of interest there, especially because Fury's got the name. Everyone, everyone loves you know, the Gypsy King. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him fight Fury and see if he can handle a legit boxer. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's the only fight really that I can think of that would have any interest. And, I mean, if he can't beat Tommy Fury, then he can go back to doing his YouTube and keep <laughs> making money doing that. Uh, yeah, and I guess he's reached the ceiling in terms of his boxing career. Yeah, you know, it, it really is a tough matchup because, I mean, the, the man is so big. I mean, or, you know, if if he was at maybe a middleweight, I'd like to see him possibly share the ring with, if you want to say celebrity, possibly Mario Lopez or Hector Macho Camacho Jr. or um, uh, <laughs> Nate Diaz. Even though he's an MMA fighter, uh, Nate Diaz does have a boxing style. Or um, there, there's a kid in uh, Stockton, California, who I like to see him share the ring with, and that's a uh, Calisco Kilo the Kid Madera, who said, uh, "I'll not only fight this guy." He kind of sounded like uh, Apollo Creed. I would defeat this man in front of his hometown. He'll gladly go to Ohio and guarantee his purse if he doesn't knock him out. So I would like to see that <laughs> fight take place. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That, that sounds good. And yeah, like you said, it, it's hard to match him because it has to be a name. Yeah. that people know it does um to sell the fight so yeah we'll wait and see what he does next well well let, let's sell this fight man when and if and when is this fight going to take place and we're talking about the gypsy king tyson fury and deontay wilder we were just talking about that today earlier the long-awaited yeah. trilogy um you know there's been okay it's going to happen it's not going to happen uh jason what's your take do you, do you believe it's going to happen yeah, I think has it been announced now? Didn't they release the date? They they, um, they did, but 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 you know you always hear those hiccups. I mean, we had a signed date, we had promotion, everything was going, and then you know we we bumped into some hiccups there. Yeah, well, you know, Fury and his team got COVID apparently and yeah. and postponed it. So um, yeah, I, I believe it's going ahead, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. You know, I would have probably preferred to see the Fury Joshua fight. Um, but, yeah, they've both obviously been forced to go separate ways. Um, but, yeah, I love the Gypsy King. Love watching him fight. He's so entertaining, you know, inside and outside the ring. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. And it looks like Wilder seems to have made, from what they're putting out anyway, seems to have made some some improvements. So, yeah, it makes for an entertaining fight. Obviously, he's got that incredible power that, you know, keeps you on the edge of the seat 
during the fight anyway. But um, yeah. yeah, to see him sort of change trainer and make some improvements and some adjustments is uh, makes the fight even more interesting. Um, I still think Gypsy King's too good of a boxer, and I still think he beats him um, on points. But um, yeah, it's certainly a fight that I'm looking forward to watching. How about another fight that's that we're all looking forward to watching, uh, Andrew? And, and we're talking about uh, Kayla Plant and uh, Canelo Alvarez. Who, who do you have? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that fight. Uh, Canelo is my favorite boxer in the world right now, and why, I think why, he's why, be... why, why is that? What, what does he do that that just uh, catches your uh, appeal that that just gets your attention? What what is it that stands out with, with Canelo? I just love his style and he's just improved so much over the years. Um, especially like you mentioned earlier, since he's, he's lost to Mayweather, he just seems to get better and better every fight. And just, I love his style. I love the way he makes punches people miss and he, the way he counters and just, he can come forward and be aggressive as well. He just seems to be able to do it all. And um, yeah, just love watching him. Also love the fact that he's, stays in the gym even though he's you know won so many world titles already and, and made so many millions of dollars he he's still dedicated to the craft and, and stays in the gym all year round and i really respect that there you go who's gonna win that fight i know who, who you like but how do you see that fight taking place is it going to be two halves to the fight is it going to be a dominant performance uh, is it a changing of the guard or could it be a classic sugar ray leonard uh thomas the hitman hearns I think I'm tipping Canelo to win. I think that uh, Plant will give him a little bit of trouble early in the fight for a few rounds. It might take a while for Canelo to figure him out because um, Caleb Plant is, is very skillful. Um, but I think eventually Canelo is going to get to him uh, with just too much pressure and just too strong and too powerful. And I expect him to break him down sort of somewhere between mid to late rounds and, and win by stoppage. I kind of see it going the, going the same way. I, I think uh, Caleb Plant, I, I truly believe he believes in his skill set and believes in himself. He's not doing it just for a payday. I mean, although it's always good to be rewarded for, for, your, for your work, um, he's putting it all on the line. He's going to dare himself to be great. Um, a lot of fighters nowadays, they think an Al is the end of the world. Of course, everybody wants to uh, have a, a perfect career, Rocky Marciano, uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Ricardo Lopez, but not everybody walks away um, with, with, with an O, you know, Muhammad Ali did, and Mike Tyson, and uh, Jack Johnson, uh, Dempsey. The list goes on and on. Sugar Ray, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran. Guys, I want to have a contest in your own eyes right now. Who is the, the sharpest dresser in the sport of boxing today? <laughs> the sharpest dresser. Yes. Uh, and you can't say Conor uh, McGregor because that's MMA because, you know, Conor's decked out all the time. <laughs> yeah. In boxing, I don't yes. know. You don't really see it so much in boxing that people dress up like they do in the UFC and really try and you know stand out. Um, I think McGregor sort of started that in the UFC and everyone else has followed, but you don't really see it so much in boxing. Um, I don't know. Guys, yeah, I thought for I sure you were going to say Tyson Fury because he just has those loud shirts and those loud uh, yeah. uh, suits. Sometimes and, uh, he does wear a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Versace dressing gown and all those things. Yeah. Nah, look, I don't know. I'm not that into that sort of thing. I don't really pay attention to what they wear. But, um, yeah, I mean, each of their own. 
Okay, this is the part of the show, man. I'm going to share about maybe with five minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the host of The Fighter's Voice, Andrew Maloney, and the co-host, Jason Maloney. Andrew, shoot away. You get to ask the host a question. You get to ask me a question, Andrew, and you get to follow up with a question as well, Jason. No worries. Um, all right. I don't know. Maybe I'll just ask something that just popped in my head. Who's your favorite fighter? Uh, firstly, current fighter, and then secondly, of all time. Favorite fighter and then all time? Yeah. Favorite current fighter and then favorite of all oh, time. Oh, okay. Current fighter. That, boy, that's a tough one. Um. Well, I'll go to my all-time first. My all-time uh, favorite fighter is, uh, hands down, Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Nice. And my current really? fighter right now would have to be... Oh, man. Gosh, dang, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. <clears throat> I, I like a couple, okay? I, I'm going I'm to I'm answer it this way. Yeah. I like Triple G. I like, and then yeah. we have a Mikey Garcia, and then we have a Jose Ramirez. Uh, we got a, a Joshua Frankel, a Andrew Maloney, and a Jason Maloney. How does that sound? And oh, and, and a German Acajas, and of course Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, uh, nice. Thank yes. you, mate. Appreciate oh, yes, that. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, going on Triple G. That's interesting. What's going to happen with him next? He's been at the ring for a while now, and um, yeah, let's hope we see him back in action. As soon as possible. Who do you think he takes on next? Um, Charlo, one of the Charlo brothers. Yeah, I'd like to say that. It, it, it's gonna, be it's, it's gonna be now or never, uh, because remember, Father Time is undefeated. The Charlo yeah. brothers are very young, they're very ambitious, very strong. So it, it's now or never for uh, Triple G. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we saw that with Manny. I think the other weekend. I think Father Time caught up with him finally. Um, but what a legendary career he's had. Um, I sort of hope that that was the end of him and he, you know, goes off now and enjoys life after boxing. I think the senators that are walking the ring one more time, that's just my take. I honestly, yeah. truly believe that. Yeah, it seems like that's the way he's thinking. And if he does, I hope, you know, he gets a win on the board and, and then, uh, yeah, can sail off into the sunset, enjoy life, and enjoy his, his new career in, in politics. As, as president of uh, the Philippines. Now, Jason, yeah. it's your turn as the co-host to ask the host a question. <laughs> no worries. I'm just going to throw a fun one out there and okay. throw you under the bus. <laughs> okay, there uh, we go. You can answer it, honestly. Sure. Um, in the second Maloney-Franco fight, <laughs> was there a <laughs> Let's have it. Let's have it, Jason. Yeah, I said in the second fight, was there a headbutt? That caused that much damage to his eye. I'm, I'm going to say this, okay? And, and I'm going to be completely... No, no, no. 100%. No, you're not throwing me under, under the bus. <laughs> Those, uh, the heads came together, but there was a howl of jabs, a hell of a jabs that was coming out by Andrew Maloney. Andrew, that night, your jab was your best asset. You were winning the fight with one hand, and that's the jab that particular night. There's a second half to that fight that we never got to see. That night, your jab just came out naturally. It, it wasn't just a jab. It wasn't a range fan, uh, fan, uh, 
Finder, like like Pawing, like Roberto Duran. That thing came out like Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Mm. So that is my honest answer. The heads came mm. together. I don't think when they came together it, it, uh, as as a cut or or ending the fight uh, with addition of the jabs. That that that's my take on it. That is my honest answer. Now, what's uncalled for was actually grotesque. It should not take that long on either or. No no camp benefited from. What was it? Twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to 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 come with an answer. Yeah. Now I, yeah. I tell you, uh, COVID had a big factor on that, because naturally Joe Cortez would have been there making that decision. Yeah. And Joe Cortez, Hall of Fame referee, would have put his balls on the table and made the correct decision, hands down, bar none. Yeah. Enough said. Only on the fighter's voice, the only voice that matters. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. I saw, I saw you breathe. I saw you breathe, Andrew. I want to hear what you got to say, Andrew. Oh, I mean, it's still disappointing to me. Yes, I, I, yes, honestly, I, I, I agree. really believe that I should have won my world title back that night. Um, like, 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 like but, I said, if Joe Cortez was there, Joe Cortez would have made the decision that needed to be made. COVID had a lot to do with it. Unfortunately, he caught COVID that night. Um, I'm just glad that you were able to get another opportunity, Andrew, because a lot of times politics come in, come in. What would have, what if Joshua Franco would have went and fought for, for golden boy. He signed by golden boy. He didn't have to defend against you. And I'm not here to defend uh, uh, Josh and, and I'm not here to take any sides. I'm glad we got to see an opportunity that night. Andrew was your night. I will say that you look sharp. You look mentally ready. Physically, spiritually, and mentally, it was just unfortunate with that grotesque outcome of taking 20 to 30 minutes to make a decision. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was really on that night. I really felt like everything was working, and um, that was my night. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't perform as well as I did that fight in the, in the third fight. Um, I also think that Franco was very determined coming back into the third fight after that result. Um, but it's just a shame that I didn't get rewarded that night for the, the hard work I put in and the performance that I, I, I put on that night. Um, it would have been very special for me to become world champion again and become a, a two-time champion that night. And unfortunately, that was taken away from me. But I do respect Franco for having the third fight and give me that opportunity again. And unfortunately... I wasn't able to perform like I did in that second fight and, and he performed much better. So he was a better man on the night, no doubt. Um, but, you know, it's still something that's, you know, sort of hurts what happened in that second fight. And I've just got to use that as motivation now to going forward in my career to make sure that I do become world champion again. Now there's two things you can do. You can hold on to that or you can move on by you and hold on to it. It still fuels you. By you moving on, it still fuels you. Thomas the Hitman Hearns, when he lost a very close dis, uh, decision to Sugar Ray Leonard, it haunted him for eight years. Eight years mm -hmm. until he got that, that long-awaited rematch. It fueled him along the way. Sometimes it was a distraction because he was so into Tommy Hearns. He, he, I mean, into Sugar Ray Leonard, he took a couple losses along the way. Mm -hmm. I, I ran Barkley, chose to trade with, uh, uh, with, with Marvin Hagler. But redemption did come eight years after. Not just... Uh, sharing the ring with Sugar Ray Leonard, just the longevity. L look what that loss did for him. After that loss, he made history by moving up and being one of the first to ever hold four bouts by uh, stopping Juan Rodan. Uh, 
in Sugar Ray Leonard was shortly followed by stopping Donnie Lalonde, who actually had Donnie Lalonde come down to a catchweight, but Sugar Ray was still able to walk away with a light heavyweight title, even though Lalonde was at 168. Andrew, by yeah. you holding on to it, it's going to fuel you. It really is. By you letting go, yeah. you, you, you're, you're, you're going to move on. So either way, when it's all said and done, whether it's the green one, the black one, or the red one, you're going to hold up another title before it's all said and done. I just hope it's at the same time that Jason does because Jason just got this momentum right now. His last victory wasn't was no, no cream puff, no, no walk in the park. So what I'm saying, stay at that level, guys. None of this, okay, well, I'm going to have this, this fight that I'm going to get three rounds in and get my hand ripped. That's not going to do anything for your career. You do that in sparring. Tony, you, you're in good hands with Tony. He's going to match yeah. make between him and Brad the best opponents that's going to propel both your careers at the same time. That's my advice to you, and I hope you take it. We make history here on The Fighter's Voice, the only voice that matters. <laughs> no, that's right. And yeah, look, that's, that's right. I've just got to use that as motivation now and make sure that I believe I should have been a two-time world champion last year, but I've got to make sure that I use that as motivation now to become a two-time champion in the future. And that's what I'm going to do. And then, as you said, hopefully Jason gets hold of a world title again. Uh, sorry, a world title next year or, or possibly later this year. And we can both hold titles at the same time and achieve our dream. That, that, that'd be super cool. And that's one hell of a question, Jason. That was good. Jason, your brother got your back there. <laughs> I was just having some fun. No, 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 that, that, that's great fun. And, uh, um, you're going to get an honest answer from me and, and that's where I want to stay as, yeah. as, as, as a podcast. So it's none of this. Okay. Change the subject or, or even though I'm friends with the Garcias and, and Franco uh, say what they want to hear. And at the same time, no, I'm going to speak yeah. the truth, man. I mean, you know, some say tomato, yeah. some take to, uh, say tomato. And like we said earlier, yeah. but one thing we can both agree on, you have MMA and then you have the sweet science. There is nothing like the warrior spirit in both sports, man. I mean, because um, last week we had with us uh, an MMA fighter named Big Al Gonzalez, and I'm going to endorse his uh, his things right now. I'm holding up a shirt. It's it's called King Me Apparel. And what I'm going to do, these shirts are like, um, I don't know, 25 bucks a piece. I want you guys to send me your size because not only am I going to send you a Fighter's Voice t-shirt, I'm going to support Big Al by purchasing two shirts and so when I send that package, I'm going to send them to Australia so you can wear his new brand and new apparel in Australia. Take a picture next to something that's in Australia that we all know because I told him, and I, I, and, I, and I want to be a man of my word. I said, your brand is going to go worldwide. So now we're going to help it go worldwide. You, you cats are going to rock this shirt in Australia, and we're going to start uh, uh, the momentum there. How does that sound? Yeah, beautiful. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, mate. And uh, we'll make sure we send you one of these Team Maloney shirts too. So I'll get your address and everything off you after the oh, show. Oh, yeah, that is sharp right there. I, I like that. I like that. Remember, the Fighter's Voice is called, our podcast is called The Fighter's Voice. Now, I got one question for both you guys. Gentlemen, what is the hottest podcast in the world? The Fighter's Voice. The Fighter's Voice. The one and only. <laughs> the only voice that matters. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. Uh, Andrew, I appreciate you looking back. I know I know it's difficult sometimes to look back, but it, we're, we're growing as we go. Uh, Jason, it, it was difficult, you know, coming off a loss, getting back in the ring, and now you're back in the driver's seat. 
gentlemen, iron sharpens iron. Just do me a favor. Well, you guys are there together the last three to four days. Don't kick each other's ass, man, because we need you guys healthy <laughs> once once those contracts come back and, and those names and, your, and the fight dates are set. Yeah, no, that's it. Now we appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for having us on the show. Um, yeah, keep up the great work. Well, guys, before I let you go, Andrew, how can we follow you? How can we support you, man? What, what, what's your IG? What's your Twitter? Let everybody know, Andrew. Yeah, thank you uh, for you know everyone who is already supporting me and 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 you fans that that don't know who I am. Follow me at Andrew Maloney on all social media. Maloney spelled M O L O N E Y. And uh, yeah, appreciate everyone that, that supports me and and um, thank you for having me on the show, Richard. You got it, mate. Jason, how can we follow you and support everything you're doing, my man? Um, I'm at Jason Maloney on instagram and on twitter it's jason maloney one the number one um but yeah as andrew said we appreciate all the support so thanks for um yeah following my journey and um hope to be world champion very soon well ladies and gentlemen you heard it from both jason and andrew maloney uh take those words of prophecy um, that they will be world champions together. That's that's the goal, and we're going to encourage that goal. And uh, it's going to be a hard road because if it's easy, then they're just going to take it for granted and, and whatever. So I know they're going to go through the war, go through the sweat, the blood, the tears, and because both of them just both have that tenacity, they have that DNA, and they have that will, and they have just a great attitude. And I love the fact that when I mention a fight, Andrew Andrew starts to just get ready to get in the ring again. And with Jason seems so relaxed when he's in the ring and he's a thinker in the ring. And both these guys have bright futures, bright careers. I want to thank Lee Samuels, Brad Goodman, Regis Progray, Joshua Franco uh, for the questions in the comments. And the, the other questions in the comments, I'm sorry I couldn't get to them, but I will answer them later on or I'll go ahead and forward them to both Andrew and Jason so they can answer them themselves. Yeah. And as ours, yeah. I'm Rich Ortiz, your host of The Fighter's Voice, the only voice that matters. And like Andrew and Jason, we're simply knocking out the competition. It's a wrap. Thumbs up for Richie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, mate. My pleasure.